This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. All right, thanks for tuning into the Pickle Planet Podcast. It's Jenna and Tasha, and we have a very special guest with us today. We have Ray Gracewood with us, and Ray is here to talk to us today about uh, the upcoming changes in October and how we're going to approach our children on the subject. Yes, about the legalization of cannabis, because Ray is the chief commercial officer for Organigram, which, of course, is located here in Moncton, Mm -hmm. which uh, is just I find absolutely thrilling and fascinating, but maybe we'll get into that after, because what we're here to talk about today is about as parents, what we need to talk about and what we need to know. And Ray, we know that this is a, a topic that's close to your heart as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so firstly, thanks so much for having the opportunity to speak to you guys. Um, but yeah, it is a topic that's um, near and dear to my heart as well as a lot of people here at Organigram. So um, basically where it came from is, is that uh, I've been in the cannabis industry for just over two and a half years now. And I would say that personally between uh, now, um, now that I've had a couple years experience understanding um, not just the industry, but also, you know, cannabis as a product and, and as a medical product and, and, and also a recreational product, um, the information that I have right now versus what I may have had before I started working within this industry is almost 180 degrees um, from one from one space to the other. And and. I think, as the, you know, my experience here has been talking with other parents. We found that um, there is a there's a lack of comfort and a lack of uh, information, and frankly, a lot of misinformation about um, cannabis, cannabis use, and and sort of uh, how parents can approach speaking to their kids about it. Uh, now that we're getting very, very close uh, to the adult recreational market, which opens here in Canada on October 17th. And so as a parent, what are some of the, those things that maybe surprised you and that you're bringing into your family now? Well, I think, frankly, um, a big part of it is uh, trying to overcome a certain degree of stigma and, um, and being a lot more comfortable um, speaking to your kids about the realities that they're likely to face, not just when they're you know, in their younger years, but as they become older and, and become teenagers, um, the reality is, as much like uh, alcohol or tobacco, um, cannabis is going to be a legal product, which means that it's going to be available. And the way that we've approached it is the more information that parents have, uh, the better off they'll be <laughs> to speak to their kids. Because, you know, we, we, we found that um, there is a responsibility on, say, the government or Health Canada um, to have a communication strategy around uh, not just uh, kids, but also parents. Um, but from our own viewpoint, uh, you know, a parent's perspective sometimes can be the most powerful one in the, in the lives of kids. And for that reason, uh, the more that we can do as an industry to, to educate parents and, and give them the tools to be able to speak to their kids, uh, the better. Okay. And um, what tools are being provided to parents to help educate their kids? Will there be seminars or is it online learning? Well, see, that's a lot of what we found in doing this research is that um, there are several tools available, but the general perception around parents right across Canada is is that there may not be or they're not uh, easily available or they don't know even where to look. So um, what we did at Organigram is we actually set up a, um, a parents' information portal through our website that has 
a whole series of different uh, electronic tools and resources that, um, you know, I'd say parents, but the general public even can go to, to get themselves better educated. Um, and I think as, as we move forward, we're also doing other corporate initiatives um, to make sure that uh, the programs are put in place. So a couple things that come to mind. We, uh, we were the first licensed producer to sign an agreement with, um, with a Canadian province. So here in the province of New Brunswick, uh, we signed an MOU to, to supply um, the, New, the, the province of New Brunswick with, with product as of October. And part of that includes uh, 2% of all of our revenue goes back to a, a social responsibility fund, which will then be um, turned into educational tools uh, once once that industry gets started. Um, another example would be a partnership that we have with Mount Allison University, um, which they're taking a real amazing thought leadership role in creating educational tools uh, for uh, students at post-secondary schools and starting with Mount A, but then continuing to roll that program out across Canada. So that's another exciting one that we're involved in and, and uh, can't wait to kick off. I think that, you know, we'll share some of the, the links that are up on uh, the Organigram site. I went into the parent portal and there's some really fantastic stuff there. So we will definitely share that. I'm wondering if you can kind of bring it down to the level of, you know, parents with young kids right now just going, you know what, I don't have time to go look at it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are the like the key takeaways, the, the big things that you think parents should be sharing with their children? You know, what what is it that you talk about at home with your kids? So um, if, if the question is a personal one, what, what I found myself as, uh, I would say, as, as a father is to be open and honest and try to relate to them um, on, on their level, which is uh, assuming that they will be exposed to everything and assuming that they'll be tempted by everything and, and really being clear around what some of the positive and negatives are, um, but also kind of clearly educating them on you know why it's important to um, to not use or not uh, uh, engage with cannabis and cannabis derived products before you know the age of 19 here in New Brunswick, um, and also understanding like similar to discussions that I would have with my kids now around say tobacco and alcohol. Uh, I'm including cannabis in those same type of discussions now, which is to say, uh, you know, focusing on the positive and not being uh, influenced by you know. Um, you know, like what I would consider to be, um, you know, what's what's attractive about these kind of things. It's 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 similar conversations to to what you would have around alcohol, tobacco, cannabis. Just falls into that same space. But I think historically we've seen it as, um, you know, it's a it, it's a drug, and drugs are bad. Uh, the reality is we get into. Um, the legal market, and, and now that we've got lots of experience with medical cannabis, the conversation changes a little bit so that kids need to understand that it can be used as medicine, and there's a specific use for it there. Uh, but when you think about recreational use, it needs to be in that same bucket of other legal products, and uh, and that sort of changes the discussion a little bit. I, I agree. I was just thinking the same thing, that it shouldn't be so bad like you we grew up in the generation where yeah it was like say no to drugs all the time but it's a simple thing to throw into the same conversation as don't drink until you're 19 and and don't smoke cigarettes and so on and so forth so i guess how long do you think ray that it'll take for this to become normalized 
Well, I think the pro- it's it's certainly a marathon and not a sprint. I think that the the process is going to take, you know, likely decades. I think it's it's going to take an awful long time. Uh, but I will say that even over the last call it three to five years, the public perception of cannabis has changed immensely, and I think that that will continue. Uh, but I think when it that when the messaging comes to uh, Canadian youth, kids in general, they they need to be educated that. Um, cannabis, is, cannabis is appropriate for uh, adults and not appropriate for kids, uh, and, and uh, that that discussion just needs to be really clear. And that uh, you know the relationship that parents have with their kids, I think, is indicative of how well they understand uh, how appropriate it is, and 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 the fact that um, there's very specific reasons why. Uh, kids either mentally, physically, emotionally uh, can't deal with, um, you know, products that uh, change their mindset, such as alcohol or cannabis or anything else. And that's kind of exactly the the conversation we have in our house around that kind of stuff is, you know, yeah, you have to be an adult because you have to wait till your brain stops developing mm-hmm. before you start putting things like alcohol, tobacco, cannabis, anything that can alter it. You got to wait till your brain stops growing. That's what we keep telling our kids. Like, well, you get to drink wine. Yeah. Like, well, yep, my brain stopped developing. Yours is still working. So yeah. hold on. <laughs> I wonder, you know, when you guys did the the survey this summer, you talked to about a thousand parents across the country. And one of the findings was that the group that was most feeling most prepared to talk to their kids about this was here on the East Coast. And I'm wondering what what your takeaway is from that, what you think about that. Well, what we found right across the entire country is is that um, the percentage of parents that are comfortable speaking to their kids is almost perfectly correlative to usage rates. So essentially what that says is that uh, parents that have either used in the past or would be active users of cannabis now um, understand it better than those that don't. And that's not to say that you need to use cannabis to get well-educated on cannabis and how to talk to your kids. Uh, but we've, what we found right now um, is that uh, because Atlantic Canadians have a slightly higher usage rate than other provinces across Canada, uh, they also um, are more comfortable. And I think that that's just human nature, essentially. Um, people are scared of what they don't know or what they don't understand. Um, so, so I think that that essentially is the reason there is that um, uh, the usage rates are slightly higher, which means they're slightly more comfortable talking to their kids. I also wondered if it doesn't have something to do with the fact that Organogram is here in Moncton. That's you know, exactly you guys have thought. become such a powerhouse economically here. You know, there's what you're up over 300 employees now, right? Yeah, that's correct, and and I think that um, some of that might be attributable to that. So we're actually just push. We're just actually up over 400 employees now. Nice. Which, um, when you think back, even one year ago, we were in and around I think 60 employees. So our, our rate of growth has been incredible, and and obviously we're positioning ourselves as uh, not just a leader in the country, but a leader internationally, which. Now, we're very proud to operate here in, in Moncton and, and to do business in the province of New Brunswick. Um, and with that comes a lot of responsibility. And whether that's about uh, educating the public or focusing our efforts on you know, research projects like trying to identify what it is that's keeping parents up at night, uh, we take that responsibility really seriously. 
And I'm wondering if you, you know, you think Organogram started about five years ago. And I'm thinking, you know, if you think five years from now, five years of legalization, what do you think that looks like for the company and for Moncton? Jeez, that's the million-dollar question. <laughs> we, um, we we joke internally that we sort of operate in cannabis years, which is probably one month for every 10 years sometimes <laughs> is what it feels like, judging, <laughs> judging by uh, how many miles I put on in the last couple of years. Uh, but I think if we were to fast-forward five years, I think you're going to see um, more of an influx in uh, not just understanding, but also sort of de stigmatization of the cannabis industry and people start to understand um, as a as an adult recreational product or as like a, a social product that it um, can be uh, a far healthier option than say beverage alcohol and I think too as we sort of look down the road um, come October we'll have dried flour and cannabis oil in in stores across Canada but Within a year, we'll also have more uh, vaporizable products, which from a health perspective is is generally better, as well as uh, edibles and and different ways of consuming cannabis that um, gets farther and farther away from combustion. And I think a lot of that stigma is tied into uh, this sort of mental picture that a lot of people have around cannabis, which is, you know, people smoking joints, essentially, and a lot of that sort of like cannabis culture stuff from the 70s and 80s. And I think as the industry evolves over time, uh, you're going to find that a lot of that's going to go away because uh, there will be forms that will be a lot more discreet and a lot more appropriate, you know, in terms of what uh, what uh, people would be okay with. And then the second part of your question about what it means for Moncton is, is that, um, like I mentioned, we're incredibly proud to do business here. And I think we'll continue to grow here. Um, and I think that uh, if nothing else, when we look around at some of the other businesses that are seeing a lot of success here in the province of New Brunswick, whether that's um, you know RPC, which is an amazing lab in, in Fredericton, or how the government has embraced um, the industry, uh, whether that's Opportunities New Brunswick or within Cannabis NB, um, I think you're going to find that New Brunswick is going to emerge and, and continue to emerge as a, as a leader within not just the Canadian industry, but uh, will be seen as an industry in what is probably the most progressive cannabis market in the world, and it will be seen as a trailblazer. So I, I think that in the next five years, it's going to be really, really um, timely for the province of New Brunswick to really take a leadership role and to fly that flag. And I think that there's a great opportunity for us economically uh, to bring in more companies and, and for New Brunswick essentially be to be the place where this is where I go if I want to get trained to be within the uh, cannabis industry. This is where I need to set up shop if I want to operate within the cannabis industry. And, uh, and I think the province sees that. And I think over the next five years, it's going to be interesting to see how it rolls out. I, I think that maybe a lot of us aren't understanding what's going to happen with the stores. Like, it's going to just be like a liquor store, correct? Uh, well, um, here in the province of New Brunswick, um, it will, they will be standalone stores that will be completely age-gated. So as you walk in the front door, there'll be a bit of a, uh, call it a, a, a triage area where, where ID will be taken and verified and a bit of a waiting area so that you have to go through that process before you can get into the store to see uh, anything to talk to anybody, um, which which I think is the appropriate and responsible approach. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, 
at the same time, like they've done a great job in creating a very positive environment within the stores, and they've done a great job of training their employees, and they will continue to over the next month or so. Uh, but I think that that is going to be a great tool. It's going to be very eye-opening, not just to parents, but to, to adults in the province of New Brunswick to, to, to understand better sort of what cannabis has to offer and, and, and what, you know, like uh, what we can expect now that uh, the product is, is, is legal from a recreational perspective. I think it's going to be absolutely fascinating to watch all of this unfold and to, to really have that kind of front seat for the whole thing here in Moncton, I think is really interesting as just someone who lives here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think uh, it's going to be really interesting to see the research that comes out of the university and the program that you guys, you know, that Mount A is going to have about, you know, how to help young adults as they get to enter this. You know, I think it's back when I went to university 20 years ago, there was that, oh my goodness, suddenly people can drink. We better tell them how to drink responsibly. Mm-hmm. And so it's fantastic to see that that's, that's already in place, that's already in play. And to see the programming that I'm sure is going to come out of New Brunswick that, like you said, can be replicated around the world is going to be really interesting. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today, Ray. Is there anything else that we haven't really touched on that you want our parents to hear from you? Well, I think we've we've covered all the high points, but but I would say you know just to to sort of wrap it up is uh, the the one thing that I would suggest is is to take the time to to do the research and and to really understand the the pros and cons and 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 frankly the watchouts you know that um, you know parents may have been able to sort of turn a blind eye in the past because you know it was call it an illegal product but i think um the more that uh, the more that they know the better off they're going to be to have healthy relationships with their kids and an open relationship with their kids because the reality is is that their kids are going to be faced with with this product and 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 the better those relationships and those lines of communication are open i think the better off both the, the kids and the parents are going to be can you give us uh, the Organogram website so parents can find the parent portal there for more information? Yeah, for sure. So the uh, website is organogram.ca, and near the bottom of the page is a very clear link to the to the portal. So that's uh, probably the easiest way to get there. Cool. Excellent. Thanks again for your time. Oh, my pleasure, guys. This is great. Thank you so much. Cheers. Okay, bye-bye. So again, that was uh, Ray Gracewood. He's with Organogram here in Moncton, uh, a company that, yeah. Yeah, more than 400 employees now in Moncton. I can only imagine five years from now what the economic impact of this is going to be. And I think, yeah, you know, the the fact that there are so many people working there now who, like Ray said, are, are learning more about the product and learning more about, you know, the different benefits and the different uses and all those different things. I think we're at a real advantage here yeah. to have them in our backyard and to have so many of our friends that are working there that can say, oh, yeah, this is how this part works or this is why this product is good for this mm-hmm. ailment. And, you know, the fact that it was a medical marijuana company that is now also going to do recreational. Right. I think we're really lucky here to have that resource to be able to figure out how to teach this to our kids. And like you've been saying, I think it's going to be really, really great for those of us who have young kids who don't remember having to, to cross that line of going legal, illegal. Mm-hmm. It's just going to always be something that exists in their world. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as parents, we just have to do the best we can to to educate our children the proper way and 
Yeah, keep like your, I said, keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, in our house, we talk a lot about how it impacts your brain. Yeah, that's a good right? idea. You yeah. know, alcohol, it impacts your brain. Mm-hmm. It changes your behavior. And when you're little, your brain is still growing and developing. When you're old like us, yeah. <laughs> then you can do different things. And you can have that glass of wine with supper. Yeah. Exactly. But, or... but it's also one of those, like, at some point, people are going to have to figure out, you know, just like families have done over the years now, at what point do you introduce these things in small steps so you don't send your kid off to university never having had a drink or talked about marijuana and all of a sudden they're like woohoo no yeah, parents and I'm legal for everything yeah, yeah exactly right so I, I think get whatever I want yeah that's, like, and that's it and even when it was just drinking I I did the same thing mm-hmm. I was I wasn't allowed to drink at home my parents were definitely not the parents to buy booze for you or anything like that but everybody's got a friend whose parents will do that. (laughs) So you get introduced to it young enough, but I don't know how, because Jason and I aren't smokers, Mm -hmm. my kids see us drinking, but they're never going to see us smoking. So that's, I don't know where that's going to come in if they're going to be like, oh my gosh, what's this? Mm -hmm. But there's there's always been things I think that kids didn't see their parents do that weren't necessarily like, yeah. I never grew up with a vegetarian. I don't think vegetarians are weird. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There, there's always going to be that. You, the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, you know, the that big issue of, you know, when kids leave your house, if you haven't talked about these things, if you haven't had those rational discussions or, you know, introduced them at least into your home, maybe not to your kids, mm. but had them in your home, if it's something you do use and it wasn't something you're hiding, then it's a different experience when they interact with it. Like I remember being 13, 14 years old and my parents weren't real drinkers. One is totally not a drinker and the other wasn't at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had aunts and uncles around me who would, you know, have a case of beer over the course of the weekend and talked very openly about yeah. that and was like, oh, you know, if you ever want to try it, don't go drinking with your friends. Come sit down. We'll sit together mm-hmm. And have a drink so you can taste it. You can talk about what it is. You can understand it. Mm-hmm. And I never really took them up on it. But having that option option, and having it not be a, you know, a taboo thing made a huge difference. Absolutely. And, you know, when I went to university, it, well, back then I still had a whole year before I was legal anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but you see all these people that end up there for the first time and go nuts because it's been this, no, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you always kind of thought, oh, it's legal, it's an option, it's, you know, you knew about it, you had a different relationship with it. So I think I think our kids are going to be lucky to grow up here as the, this comes into play and, and to have it just be something that is talked about a lot mm-hmm. and understood that much better. Oh, what are we going to do with all of those say no to drug shirts? <laughs> <laughs> and the, that commercial with the big puppets. Oh, my gosh. Oh. The ones from when oh, we yes. were kids, they were yeah. so bad. Do you remember yeah. the, uh, this is totally off topic, but you remember, That's what we do. I can take my arm off, <laughs> but you, you can't, can't take your arm off. Play yeah. safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Astro yeah. was awesome. Yeah. See, you Astar. even remember his name. There Astar. you go. Astar. Yeah. Astar, Astar the robot. Yeah. yeah. So. But it, it is. It's that, you, you know, you do have to talk with your kids. You have to talk with them on their level. But it's the same thing as, you know, cough medicine. There's yeah. a reason you can't just chug that bottle of cough medicine, kid. Exactly. So there's a reason why you can't you know, have this gummy that looks like something you should once those are around. Like, yes. you know, there, there's a reason you can't have beer and wine. It, all of these things are for a specific purpose at a specific time, you know, when your body's ready for it. 
you know, like Ray said, you just, those things all kind of fall under that same umbrella mm-hmm. of you have very specific conversations about what the purpose of each thing is and when it's appropriate for your body. And of course, and it is always going to come down to uh, the parent being responsible. If you have that stuff in your house and you don't want your children to touch it, you put it where it cannot be touched. I mean, as we all know, accidents happen and kids are sneaky. Oh <laughs> They're going to get into stuff, but it becomes the responsibility of the parent to make sure mm-hmm. that these things don't accidents don't happen so as long as they think we're, we're all educated use that parent portal maybe is a really mm-hmm. good idea i know yeah. i'm gonna go check it out yeah i was i was in there this morning there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of great uh, links to various resources from all kinds of different uh organizations and agencies there's a lot of really good stuff in there and so we'll obviously we're going to share those links with this yeah. as well but yeah parents need to yeah take some time and you know like he said as legalization comes into play and that money starts going back into that social responsibility fund i think we will see more and more resources that are very accessible for us right like it's still for a lot of people taking the time to go on find those links go look at those sites try to interpret it that still feels like a lot of work for some people i know as parents we just want that like simple easy this is how you tell your kids what it is right so i think we'll see more and more of that coming out we just have to until then, do our due diligence and exactly. wait for that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to wrap up the podcast there. We are. That's, uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Again, like Jenna said, you can find all the links uh, in the Pickle Planet uh, post that she's going to mm-hmm. put up or that and, you found this through. And you yeah. know, if you are a family that has, you know, that you know you have medical marijuana in your home mm-hmm. already, you know that you're going to have recreational and you have some of those ideas and some of those resources out there, like, send them along. Let yes. us know. Like, this is obviously not something that either of us have in our house right now. Yeah. And... I like how you said right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk in October. No, I, yeah, yeah I, there's still probably, it, it would be quite some time. It's, it, you know, same before, like, I, I don't drink like I did when I was yeah. a 20-year-old. Yeah. I have no interest in recreational anything yeah. right now. Yeah. Except for sleep. <laughs> I have interest in recreational sleep, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think it's going to be more of a, how do I make sure that, you know, when we go visit the grandparents, there isn't something yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> they're very responsible there would not be anything where it shouldn't be but it's that kind of thing like yeah you have to think of you know what you need to tell your kids when they're at a friend's house or a grandparent's house that it's not you know yeah don't touch their stash man don't touch it (laughs) lock that stuff up guys yeah (laughs) because i know my kids find everything Everything. all my hidden chocolate's been found yeah every time anyway that's the end of the podcast for today we'll talk again soon (laughs) toodles